Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Hey listeners, it's Max at Mondo Neon and I'm with Nigel from the Panoply Institute. Uh, Nigel's an antique vintage sign guy, sign painter. I'm going to let him take it from here because I don't want to ramble too much. I think there's a lot of cool stuff we're going to get into. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the stuff that I kind of just seen online, it kind of piqued my interest. And I, I love having people on this show that do kind of embody all types of art and um, neon. Is there Was there like a moment where you were kind of discovering neon where you were like, oh, this is it for me? Like, was there any type of moment like that? Because I see you've got a lot going on. Yeah, uh, I do have a lot going on. Um, well, I came to it by a very uh, circuitous path. Um, I, I have an art background. Um, I'm a two-time art school dropout. Um, <laughs> I, uh, once wasn't enough for me. I had to go back and then drop out again. Um, and I, but I'd studied more traditional stuff, like uh, printmaking was the thing I really focused on the last time. Um, all different types of printmaking. And I was really into the process and the physicality of the media um, and that kind of thing. Um, and then I also have this background in sort of very practical stuff. Like my dad was a builder. Uh, so growing up, I worked with him and worked with my hands and made stuff. Um, and I always really liked um, having a tangible uh, object or some evidence of your work at the end of the day. Um, mm -hmm. It's a really great feeling. And then um, I always liked neon signs um, and found them really fascinating, especially historic ones. Um, and then I became an antique dealer. Uh, and then I... Well, let, me, let me cut in here real quick. Are you, where are you yeah. located, by the way? Is this... So I'm in, in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was even at my antique dealing career... Um, for a long time was was also pretty odd. So I was uh, started working for the, com the company in Portland um, as a buyer, really, and running their antiques department as a small department uh, of a larger company. And it was really focused on architectural salvage um, at first. And then after the housing crash in 2008, um, had to kind of diversify and get creative. And so um, with my art background and my love of know objects and material culture we started bringing on in all kinds of stuff you know advertising um furniture and neon signs um so what's and, that what's that business like i like the you know, people probably heard from me on this show a lot of times i do really preach you know becoming you know it's just so easy to get discouraged as an artist because there's a lot of craftsmanship that goes into making neon it's not just a neon podcast sure. there's a lot of stuff that yeah, for like business savvy reasons, I think it's understandable yep. to have those uh, entrepreneurs like shots. I just put that together. But in the end of the day, it's <laughs> like artists have to kind of be their own leaders in a sense. And I think it's confusing, yeah. especially like you said, like I re what resonated with me was sort of the art school dropout thing. I'm, I'm a first yeah. time art school dropout. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, could I've gone for two, maybe I think I'm impressed, but I think that the troubling figure here is like, yeah, people get stuck in that. I like the idea of shifting that output and kind of reconfiguring. It sounds to me like a lot of thought went into that and determining what you're really good at. So like you, I think you've got this individual quality of 
of, of being a collector and then also processing that in a different way. Like yeah. I think neon relates really well to, to collecting. And I mean, had you kind of always explored that a little bit or knew that was one of your knacks? Well, I, I mean, basically, you know, I, I started getting into neon as a, as a collectible or as something to, to bring back and restore. Um, you know, through the antiques or vintage side of things, right? So, you know, op- often it needs work, glass gets broken, um, things need to be restored. And so over the years, uh, well, eventually we, we found a vendor uh, here in Portland who was uh, the most reliable and skilled and he really loved vintage stuff and he was great and easy to work with. His name's Don Mills. Uh, his company is Twilight Neon. And so over the years, you know, I worked for this company for 17 years and we restored, you know, hundreds and hundreds of neon signs and he worked on all of them. And then uh, had kind of an abrupt career shift last spring, um, about 18 months ago. And uh, after being kind of stuck in this rut and the company had gotten really corporate and it really wasn't me at, at all <laughs> in any way. And, uh, uh, I kind of had no idea what I was going to do. So here's that shift, you know, um, I kind of knew I, I really don't want to work for anyone else again. <laughs> um, I feel like I paid my dues there and, uh, I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I'm creative. I'm going to try to figure out a way to make this work. So what can I do right away? Well, I've always done sign painting, um, really into letter forms and that kind of the history of that and the, that design. Um, so I started doing some painting, um, I, you know, started doing some graphic design work and then sort of hustling antiques on the side, um, flipping things to dealers that I know through through the network that I had built up over the years. Um, And then I went to go visit Don. He said, hey, come visit me at the neon shop. And uh, so I I went to visit him one day. And then next thing you know, he's like, well, you know, if you want to learn how to bend, then I'll teach you. And, you know, you can start right now. and so I hadn't even really considered it as a career <laughs> until really right then. Um, and then I thought, well, hell yeah, this is an amazing opportunity, incredible, uh, good fortune um, um, for me. And he's just been wonderful. And that's sort of how my apprenticeship started. Yeah, I think that there's kind of like an everyday moment in all these conversations I have with a lot of neon artists that do find themselves bending glass. Um, for me, what I hear a lot of times, or at least what I I kind of picked up from what we've been talking about is the need to create. I'm always a big fan of spending not only just the, your, you know, time you have left over to be able to develop your own personal sense of what you want to make. I think it's a great skill to be able to invest in. I think because you can live off of one particular thing, but what a neon artist get, at least shops I see happen to have, have to them is that they kind of put all their chips on maybe doing one type of neon or a particular skill set and it hasn't necessarily sharpened the rest of what they're doing. So I think the focus really for me, at least it afforded you the time to go out and learn this stuff while you have the ability to kind of take on other chunks of things that you love to do. By the end of the year, you've got, you've allocated so many minutes towards doing all these different things, but you kind of realize that, you know, in your industry, or where you recommend you put your time, I think that, you know, being able to create those neon, uh, kind of being smart about the world that we're in right now too, knowing that each one of these things is going to maybe take a dip or whatever, but sure. day, 
you know, you'll know that we still have that level of, of scalability and the network that you've made is also um, what I think a lot of, a lot of artists could take away from this is like, there's no guarantee in a conversation, but being able to have that, that buying power, you know, if you will, to go back to their clients. I told this other artist too, this is a really rough time for COVID is to yeah. go back and actually email every single person that they've ever sold a sign to. And sure. all that to say that there's going to be at least, you know, everyone's going to take a bite, but I just, you know, collectors or whatever it is that you're referencing, that's going to be, you know, that's going to help put food on the table um, creates a lot of opportunities. I think simple probability is just going to be like, okay, one or two of those people are going to call back and be like, yeah, definitely. I need this. And so. Sure. Uh, and if they don't right now, they might, you know, in two or three months or six months or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bottom line is you're building equity in yourself. And so uh, has it yeah. been, I guess, yeah, I think I'm like, what I love about, about that too, you've got, you know, you've got to do a lot of different things you put online too. So um, yeah. Have, was there ever like kind of one of those moments where, you know, you go back and look at some of the things you sold and like, Oh, I know, no, you know, a little bit more about the neon thing or it kind of helps you um, when, you know, buyers come together and you're like able to talk to them more about what's going on. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I also, I, I guess to transition on to ask too many questions, but yeah. How would you, how do you find, uh, what about these signs? Like, how do you get a hold of them too? I guess that I picked up on a few different things. Like you've got, um, the bull sign, like really kind of just shocked me because it was just the scale and the level of, you know, kind of history with that. How, how mm-hmm. do, how does one come to, cause I'm always fascinated by those, those large signs that get turned around and, you know, put back out or, or do people contact or how do you get, you know, how do you get in touch with this? Well, that, that's the trick, you know, that's the hard part is really is finding the, finding good stuff, um, for a reasonable amount of money. Um, it's, that's, it's challenging. And it, it seems like it's almost like things kind of just turn up, um, in a serendipitous way. You know, you can seek things out for sure. And you have to be constantly looking. Um, but the collector, the way the collector market is and, and neon sign guys, usually it's guys, neon sign guys, especially gas and oil guys, you know, the prices are crazy on stuff. Um, I felt like things were in a bubble, you know, a value bubble, you know, five years ago, but they've continued to go up, um, from there. So it's really challenging for me just as a loan operator to, to find those things. But you know, they do turn up. Um, and I do have, you know, a big network of antique dealers from around the country, um, that I worked with for many, many years. And so, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to tap into that. Um, and also, um, I, I mean, there's a, there's a pretty big network here just in the Northwest, um, of, of sign collectors. And so it's like, it's been very symbiotic. Like there's a sheet metal fabricator that I work with. Um, he loves neon. He collects it, uh, but he's kind of a hot rod guy. So that's his angle. Um, so he, he bought a sign from a guy who, um, owns the space that the neon shop operates in. Um, but he wants to modify it. Uh, he wants to add a thing on to reference referencing hot rods. So he comes to me as the artist to design, um, and, paint that and I can paint it um, to match the original sign with the distressing and everything. That's sort of my specialty is I I love stuff that looks like it's just been, you know, beat to hell and it's been sitting outside for 80 years. 
that's my favorite kind of thing. So I can, you know, replicate that and match the character of that original sign. And, and you, I was going to say, how do you grade? Like, uh, how far do you go? A lot of artists are particular about how they sure. feel about that. I don't, I don't feel one way or the other. I think it just really depends on what you're going for. Do you ever yeah. feel like, what you know? Do you ever go bare minimum and just say, I'm just going to keep this as is? It's a kind of a tough decision, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to kind of look at each piece individually. I mean, if you're working with a client, you kind of have to feel out their how their their vibe is. You know, like uh, I did a, a, some painting work for another neon sign for a guy, and he wanted it to look old, um, but not destroyed. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and then my my preference, if I'm doing work for myself, is to make it look really, really battered, um, and faded, <laughs> and peeled, and scratched, and rusty. Um, but you know, not, that's not everybody's thing. Some people like things, you know, perfectly shiny well, and new, like the porcelain, you know, yeah, it's like, um, what I think about that is like really knowing your client. I mean, at the end of the day, it's hard enough to be capable of doing one or the other. But I think when you live in a commercial kind of, you know, when you're not just dealing with your own love for neon, you have to kind of develop those, uh, different styles over time. Cause it could mean the difference between say, you know, taking on the human element and putting everything back into the, you know, into the sign or being sort of the dominant player and saying, this is, this is what's best for this. If the client is sort of kind of trying to figure it out. I think a lot of times we just assume people know what's happening in neon, the instead of the emergence and oh, some of these other fields, particularly with other, you know, I guess you could say incoming players as far as other technologies. I think it's, it's kind of, a big change because it's a weird moment where people are always, oh, well, you know, is LED neon? I mean, they really haven't really yeah. understood <laughs> the importance or the exclusive rights to owning neon and then the responsibilities behind it. If it's all broken down yeah. and you can explain it in a way that seems human, then I think it'll make a big difference. Like, you know, we'll be able to make those, I guess it's important for, I guess, people to understand that landscape. And I think as a collector, yeah. it's kind of, you know, your responsibility to tell people when they get involved, you know, it's like, yeah. otherwise they're I, just surprised. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And I, it's really on, on the craftsmen and women um, to educate people. And I, I feel like people oh, to a large degree, at least what I see like on social media and stuff, people, people do that. They advocate, um, you know, they say, you know, neon is neon. LED is not neon. You know, it's, Neon is all handmade and you can tell people that, but I, I've found it really great to have, you know, people come visit the shop um, and just see it. And, you know, it's not that complex of a problem. It's their process. It's kind of easy to grasp. You can see, Oh, well, here's a, here's fire and you put the glass in it and yeah, <laughs> it and, bend it and you know, and wow, that's kind of cool. And, and then you can, they, then you can connect it. You can say, so every neon sign that you've ever seen in your entire life everywhere has all been made just like this by hand by someone, you know, it's funny, I didn't glass. think about that. Like it's kind of the, um, you can really lay it out for people like that. Uh, you can go back and I mean, there have been subtle differences and I think we can obviously go into the details of all kind of the sure. different histories of each element, but the actual, like putting it in a fire, it's kind of neat. Cause I think I didn't think of that, but that's kind of the reactionary moment where, kind of everyone feels super right about what's happening. Like this is the evaluation, here's the outcome, and here's the downside. People get burned, scraped, whatever, and they go, wow. And then that's kind of, I think, the theory behind it is actually, you know, it's kind of like easy to understand, difficult to master, you know? <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Very, 
you know? Very difficult. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, that's the that's huge part of it. You know, it's kind of yeah. it's the, the life of neon is that it's kind of got a difficult road, but as long as these things are, you know, true and they stick to this thing, then, you know, the outcomes will be great, you know? So it's like, mm. yeah, it's just such an opportunity or an underlying opportunity for people to flesh that out. And I think that it's a real chance for neon to win people. You know, I always, if I think of one armor article that's like neons on the way out, I mean, I could not think more differently about that. It's always yeah. funny every year. It's the same article. It's going away. I, I think it's yeah. been written so many times. So, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it, it definitely seems, I mean, part of it's probably, you know, visibility bias or something, but um, I feel like it's, there's a real resurgence um, in the grassroots level. Yeah. Are there any projects you're working on now that you're excited about? Like, are you getting high? social media has been really great for you? It looks like you know, just yeah. putting those uh, quality pieces up online. Do people? How do you? How do people kind of check out your work or anything kind of going on right now that you're excited about? Yeah, I haven't several projects going right now. One really big. I well, I kind of jumped in the deep end uh, on a sign project. Um, I'm been. And I'm right in the middle kind of of doing this um, project for a small developer here in Portland that's going to be a neon pole sign, double-sided pole sign. Um, and I'm just, you know, I did the design and I'm fabricating it. Um, and they're, I'm sort of working with them and, you know, they're they're handling all the engineering and the permitting and everything else. Um, that's beyond my, my scope. But it, it's been a huge uh, experience to learn from. Um, the complexity of it and you know just as a as sort of an artist who's been learning this and an apprentice say well sure i think i can do that you know and then the next thing i know uh here i'm working on this this big project so i'm in the middle of that and that's been really really overwhelming but i'm just trying to break it down into bite-sized pieces and uh don my mentor is helping me out a lot and uh, i'm also working on some personal stuff i got some vintage signs that I'm working on, uh, restoring to sell and, um, some custom work that I'm, that I've got the hot rod painting sign that I've, that I've got going on. So there's, there's a lot happening at the moment. I'm, I'm glad about that. Things have been really slow. Um, as I'm sure they have been for many, many people. Yeah. And I think the factors of that, I mean, um, and people get confused, you know, they think it's sort of like, a rude awakening when things don't just necessarily move out the door when it comes to certain businesses. And I think everything's a little bit volatile right now, but I think there's a series of ups and downs with neon. And if you're willing to ride that out, it's a pretty exciting time. Like you said, yeah. um, a lot of people don't have access to that type of work. So I think you're doing a great service to kind of just get people, um, the ability to go out and get those signs. Cause like you said, I mean, it's just not something that's uh, accessible like in general and you can't just go to any old thing and get it pick up sure. right well and uh, for me that's that's when it really it it clicked like not only do i love neon and find it really beautiful and uh, you know sort of mysterious this alchemical sort of quality that it has and uh, also the rich history of it and the, the craftsmanship and the material culture aspect like all these things sort of combining but then also on a very pragmatic practical level you know this is a thing that takes a long time to learn. It's very difficult. And there aren't a lot of um, active, skilled craftspeople around the country or the world still doing it. 
So in a way, if I can master that, then I have, you know, I can rely on that. I can also take it other places. If I decide to leave Portland or the Northwest or just move somewhere farther out, you know, I, I can be one of those people that, well, this is the, the guy that you have to go to. If you, if you love neon, if you want to have neon worked on and restored, then, you know, you don't have too many options. Um, so I, I feel good about that, building that for my future. Yeah. I love that idea about being able to understand the landscape before, um, you know, kind of just taking off. But the difference between what I guess I've seen from you is that, you know, the leagues ahead of where I think other things are is that there's an understanding of the process. So I really love that. And, uh, yeah, I think that identifying that, you know, that, that breach of like where people are interested in the different kind of channels, um, you know, selling other things just kind of into the neon fact is that it just, it's just different layers. Um, you know, as, as far as people going to check out your work, you know, I, I think that it's a, a great way. Can, can people online go out and you know necessarily bid on things or, or see what's going on digitally? You've got the Instagram, right? Your handle as well. Yeah, I have a couple of Instagram accounts actually. Um, there's one for sort of that I, that's focused on my neon stuff. Um, that's Twilight Neon Apprentice, and then uh, my personal one, which is sort of more geared toward my fine art and um, maybe painting work and some painted signage, and it's more eclectic. That one's Nacho Baracho, um, all one word, and then. Um, as far as selling stuff, I mean, I list, list things on eBay. I have them available locally. I'll post things on Instagram for sale too. Um, people can just inquire. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll put links in the show notes. You, you get the link to me. Uh, we'll, yeah. um, we'll include it all in there so people can, cool. who are, are loving what they're hearing right now can go and check out what Nigel's got, um, on eBay, which is a really fun platform too. And of itself, there's probably a lot of cool stuff on there, but we'll make sure we'll include the account so they can, um, surf through and, and check your stuff out. Right. Cool. Um, yeah. And it, that gives you, you know, I, I'm fortunate that I had, I, I got a lot of knowledge about social media through my, my old job. Um, and so I've really been able to leverage that myself. I don't necessarily love using it, but um, I kind of, I guess I have a love hate relationship with it, but you know, it is a very powerful tool and I'm always trying to help it seems like more on the antique side, the dealers that I know that are kind of the more old school people that don't necessarily know how it works. You know, what is an algorithm? How do hashtags work? You know, how can you, you know, people love videos. People love it. If you ask them questions, you know, people love it. If you respond to them and engage with them. Um, so I'm always trying to, you know, advocate and help, help out the little, the little guy, the individual people that don't necessarily know <laughs> how to yeah. use it to the full advantage. No, I think, you know, it's wildly underestimated. I think a lot of neon artists now are really taking advantage of it. And it's a really good time. I think, um, you know, it's really going places. So, uh, yeah, keep doing that. I think paying for it is really the right thing. Tailor made for it too. You know, I mean, people love neon that it looks amazing on video. People love to see process videos. People love to, you know, the peak behind the scenes. They love to see here's how you do a bend. Um, you know, there's, there's so many ways that you can really, um, engage with people and, and get their interest and educate them. It's great. Yeah. Well, Nigel, you're in a great position. Um, really like what you're doing and uh, your ability to kind of transform what you love. And uh, it's really cool. So thanks for coming on the show. Thanks a lot. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.